But I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of putting your mood on other people. You know, if you're having a bad day or again, if you're just swamped and you're just stressed out and you're busy, if you can assume positive intent when people reach out to you, I think it will help with the lack of context that comes through messages like texts and Slack and emails. Welcome to Market Like a Rockstar with your host, RPI. Bridging the gap between business, mindset, and marketing, this is your invitation to stop selling and start telling. Dive into a world where stories and advice aren't just shared, but crafted to build brands that resonate, captivate, and earn trust. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or a marketing professional, let's hit the road to brand empowerment together. Your journey to becoming a magnetic brand starts now. Market Like a Rockstar, episode 10. You are here. My name is RPI. I will be your host as always. The name of today's episode is Mindset and Math. And today what I'm going to talk about really is a lot of the challenges that I have dealt with over the years of working for myself. And um, and I'm also going to talk about some of the math that I've used in order to kind of help me understand and justify things I needed to purchase, how I was going to make the next step, how I was going to make the leap into working for myself and things like that. And the reason I wanted to talk about that is, so I've mentioned in a couple earlier podcasts, my wife and I are expecting our first our first baby and we are getting down to crunch time. We're getting down to like, we're four weeks out at this point, four to five weeks out. And um, things are absolutely crazy. So what I'm looking for is advice from people who have been through it before. And if you've been through it before, then you, it's all old hat to you. But if you haven't, then you don't know what you're getting into, right? And so for me, I really want this episode to focus on that. This is going to be really going out to people that are either contemplating going out on their own, starting their own business, or they're people that have just started their own business and they're kind of in the thick of it, in the muck. When you're getting started, that first year is really, really hard. And it, it, it gets easier, but really what it's not that the things get easier. It's I think you get better at processing the issues as they present themselves to you. And I really want to kind of touch on a handful. I've got a handful of clips that I'm going to play and that are going to kind of maybe help you get through some, some sticky points or get over some hurdles if you're facing those things. And before I get really started, I really want to talk about, um, I had a buddy of mine call me last week and it, and he was, you know, a friend of mine that I've known for forever. I've known him since high school, essentially. And we're, we're, we're good friends, but we don't, we don't talk a lot. I mean, I, I know a lot, it's kind of a, a joke about guys like, you know, or, but it's like, you know, I'll talk to him every year or two, but I see him out and consider him to be a good friend of mine. But he called me up and he was talking to me. He's like, Hey, you know, I've been watching your content and he's a few years younger than me. He's in his mid forties and, you know, at a position where he kind of thinking like, Hey, I, I've got an idea for a business, um, et cetera, et cetera. He goes into it. I think he's got a cool idea. Um, and, and the reason that I'm telling you that is because I almost always want to start this podcast, letting you know that if you're getting started putting out content, that people are watching your content. And I know my whole last episode, I talked about this, but it happens to me just enough. And I am right now, I'm in the absolute thick of it in, in the sense that it's taken me a lot of time to create this stuff. I know what I'm doing. Like as far as my systems and processes, I have those things buttoned up. Like shooting these videos for me as a snap, it's super easy and it's still difficult. So I want to let you know that especially if you're new to creating content, 
I want to let you know that you can do this and you've got your, you're making progress, even if you don't feel like you're making progress yet. And that's one of the hardest things that, that when you're in this position, like I said, people aren't necessarily watching your, you're not seeing your views, your your analytics don't look great, but people are seeing your content. And that's what I was trying to say. And I talked about it in my whole last episode that there are the silent viewers out there that are watching your content, that are getting to know you, like you, and trust you. You just don't see the numbers yet. You don't see the results, but I promise you they're out there. And for me, it, it comes in the, in the, uh, in the form of people reaching out to me and it's great to hear from people. I love it. And it's one of those things where I cannot emphasize enough that if you start putting content out there, if it, and where I am right now, I'm five months into this episode, 10 of this podcast, whatever. And I, for me, since this is what I do professionally, I look at all of my social media feeds and I'm like, oh, everything looks the same. It's all my content just from this podcast is chopped up. And I don't love that. Like I know that like I'm, I'm, I, I have a plan of where I'm going from here, but this is the foundation of what I'm doing. And luckily for me is I know how it works. I understand the game and it's like, okay, I know how to roll things out. But if you don't know the game, if this is truly your first time, you know, doing this stuff, I want you to know that it will work, but it does take time and finding your audience, you know, finding out who are you talking to? What are the the parts of your content that people are finding valuable. And I'm going to ask right now, if you're watching this podcast and, and, or you're listening to it somewhere. And, uh, if, if you have the time, tell me what, what you think about this type of content. What do you like to hear? If you're, you know, I've got a handful of subscribers across different platforms. Do you want to hear more tactical information? Because I will say that on my YouTube channel, I am going to start working, rolling out tactical videos that aren't in a podcast format, but that are going to walk through some of the systems and processes that I use for content creation, distribution, and all that stuff. But I, I'm still, like, I, like I'm just telling you, I'm trying to figure out what is the most valuable content that I can give to people. For me, what I think it probably is, is the fact that I have worked for myself for you know 20 years and I've made a living doing it. And I'm not going to tell you that, hey, you can make 10 grand a month passively because that's all nonsense. And there's a lot of people out there, you know, trying to sell you a course that if you just take my course, you know, you'll get a million views on TikTok and you'll make $10,000 a month and you won't have to work. And it's all, all that stuff is complete garbage. So I'm going to tell you what it's like to actually go out and say, I need to make a living. I need to pay my mortgage. I need to, you know, make a car payment. How do I how can I start a business and do that stuff? And that's kind of where I feel like my sweet spot's going to be, but I, I don't know. I'm biased, right? It's just, I have, the only thing I have is my own experience. So if you are actually, you know, listening to this podcast, drop me a comment, you know, on YouTube, or if you're, you know, on one of the social media channels, let me know like, Hey, this is what I'd like to hear is X, Y, or Z. I would love to get feedback and I would love to give the people what they want. <laughs> you know, and that's that's a big part of it is finding out what people want and then decide figuring out how you can give it to them most effectively. Okay, so that's enough of the intro. Um, the first the first thing that I'm going to talk about today is uh, it's something called assuming positive intent. And I got hit with this TikTok. Uh, I don't know when it was a couple weeks ago, and I grabbed it. I saved it, and I'm going to play this TikTok for you. And then I'm going to get a little deeper into what I mean by that. I saw this phenomenon where people who would otherwise, you know, be friends would go out for movies or play tennis or go out to restaurants started 
talking to each other exclusively via a text chat, I think, you know, Slack in our case. And they would get into these like deep arguments, right? And it's like engineers are now writing essays to each other, proving each other wrong. And people who've never fought it before are now like, you know, like this, right? And, and I have to like orchestrate calls to like calm them down and, you know, kind of like broker peace. The text medium of communication just like misses emotion, right? Like you, you know, you don't see the facial expression. You don't see how the person is reacting. Your rate of information exchange is fundamentally slower. Uh, and so it starts causing these problems. And I could feel us turning from you know, a group of people who want to solve problems together and we're just stoked to build something together because it's awesome and because it solves problems to, hey, your task is task number 275. Please do it by Monday, right? Mm. That sucks. That's not how you're, uh, you're creative. So I absolutely just, I, I, I saw that TikTok and it spoke to me and it reminded me. So I did a, uh, I produced a podcast for a client of mine years ago, five years ago, a buddy of mine who was a client, um, and he had a guest on, and I had never heard this phrase. I'd never heard the phrase, assume positive intent. I'd never heard that before. But it was so interesting to me because he works for, uh, the guest he had on worked for WordPress. And he was one of the early guys at WordPress, and he'd been there for a long time. Um, and I thought it was so fascinating because what was touched on in that clip, and I think what is so important, and this is, Again, if you're just getting into, if you're starting to work for yourself or if you're making that transition, you're going to be meeting new people and you're going to have clients and they are going to text you. They're going to email you. They're going to slack you with at, at different times of the day. And if you get hit when you're in a funk in your own mind, then a lot of times the immediate reaction, at least for me, and this is something I had to like kind of step back and realize the immediate reaction is God, what an idiot. Why are you bothered? Like, why are you texting me about this? Why are you, why are you, whatever? Because in your mind, if you're in the middle of another task and you're thinking, then you look at it as a bother or you look at it as a worry, or you look at it as, you know, something that they should have figured out on their own or whatever. But the reality of it is there's not a person in my life and I don't even, even the clients that didn't work out in the past for me, none of them I felt like were coming at me. <laughs> none of them were trying to ruin my day. And this, this applies in your personal life as well as your professional life. There, and there are people out there that will try to ruin your day. Those are people that you need to get out of your life as soon as possible um, and so if that's, if that's your issue, that's a separate, that's a separate problem. If you're dealing with a personality where someone is actually trying to get under your skin for some reason, that's, that's a whole different ball of wax. But from my experience, 99% of the time, people are in their own head, in their own world, dealing with their own problems. And when they send you a text or a Slack or an email or whatever, they're just asking for a question because it popped up on the uh, in their mind right away. And that's there's there's good and bad sides to technology. And I think the bad side of it is what was just mentioned in that TikTok that I played for you. The bad side of it is you don't have any context and you don't have any like you can if you see a text, you can read it in the voice that you imagine it in. So I would challenge you and I challenge myself. I do this myself and I've learned it over the last few years because 
I would often find that I, if I was in the middle of, you know, if I felt like I was buried and I was swamped and I was working on a project and I had three other projects lined up and somebody hits me with a text that's like, uh, you know, an easy fix in my opinion, um, I would read that text in my, in my mind. It, it, it sounded like it was, it was shitty. It was coming at, but they weren't being shitty. It was in my head. And maybe, maybe you don't operate that way, but I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of putting your mood on other people, projecting your, you know, if you're having a bad day or again, if you're just swamped and you're just stressed out and you're busy, um, if you can assume positive intent when people reach out to you, I think it will help with the lack of context that comes through messages like texts and Slack and emails. And that's, that's what I really, it's, it's nice being able to communicate with people all the time, but it's not great when people feel like they can communicate with you 24 seven. And it, it, again, it's, it's not a bad thing, but if you're wired like me, like if I get a text, it's like, I want to jump into, I want to respond to it. I don't want to have it just sitting there and, and let it simmer, but I've had to make myself say, okay, I'm only answering texts first thing in the morning. Like for me, I usually try to get to any messages um, first thing in the morning, last thing in the evening, and then maybe through lunch. And one of the ways that I do that is I use focus modes on my, I have an iPhone. If you're, if you, if you're not familiar with focus modes, they basically give you the ability to mute notifications. So especially if I'm doing some kind of, you know, deep work or people call it flow work, where if I'm working on a video editing project, like as a matter of fact, right now, like when I'm recording this podcast, I put my phone in a certain mode. So I'm not getting calls. I'm not getting texts. I'm not getting emails. I'm not seeing that stuff pop up on my, on my phone screen or on my computer or my iPad or whatever, because essentially whenever that happens for me, I will, even if I don't address the email right then, if I'm working on a project and I get an email or a text notification, I will stop what I'm doing. I will look at it and I will think about it. Even if I don't respond to it right away, if oh, I'm going to wait, I'm not going to respond till noon. I'm not going to respond till I'm not getting back to my messages until four 30 this afternoon or five o'clock or whatever it is. But I still stop my flow of what I'm doing, where if I'm working on a project, if I'm recording a, a podcast, if I'm doing something like that, I have to be, intentional and focused on what I'm doing. So focus modes are a huge help for that, but it also helps you. I think if you can say, okay, this is not a, you know, and if you're, if you're working in an emergent industry, I have a client that, that is a renovation restoration company. So obviously it's a different ball of wax for them because they're available 24 seven and that they are an emergency responder, you know, type of company. But if you're not, if you're anything else, I think if you can compartmentalize your, your, your inbound messages, so you get those messages, number one, realize people are not trying to ruin your day. They're not trying to, you know, uh, text you during dinner or whatever, whatever it is. They're not coming at you like that. Just something pops in their head and they thought about it. They shot you a text or they slacked you or whatever. So number one, know that. But number two, also, I think if you can be more intentional about when you respond to people, it will help you out, especially if you're starting your own business, because whatever you're starting, you're going to be wearing like five or six different hats in one of the best possible ways to manage doing several different jobs is to batch those things together. So that way, when you kind of get in your responding mode, 
you know, then you're responding to text, emails, slacks, all that, all at one time. And so it might take you 30 or 45 minutes. I mean, every single morning, that's what I do. The first thing I do is I get up. It, when I get to my desk, I go through all my emails. I get it all. I, I, my goal is to get the inbox to zero every day. It's close most of the time. Sometimes I have to leave things in there, even though I have reminders and other stuff set up. I want to have those inboxes if there's stuff that needs to be tended to later. But having that set time to get back to people, I also will kind of, I, I, I think also helps with, you know, managing your mindset so that you don't feel like you're overwhelmed and then take it out on the wrong people who aren't trying to come at you. You know what I mean? I think that's a really, really, um, uh, like a, a mindset hack. I hate the word hack, but really it's one of those things where if you can kind of number one, batch those tasks and put them at a couple times a day when you're, that's all you're doing is responding to people. And number two, understand that the people in your life are not coming at you and not trying to ruin your day. And I know that sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but when you let something bother you that shouldn't bother you, that's exactly what you're doing. And I've done it a million times. And I, you know, I, I've luckily, I I don't know if it's just age or what, but I've gotten to a point where I have a better handle on those type of things. So that's a big mindset must for me is just handling inbound messages that don't have context attached to them that you would if you're on the phone or face to face or, or whatever. Um, So that's a big mindset thing. The next thing that I want to talk about, and this kind of is going to be more geared towards people that are in the process of starting their own business, going out on their own, et cetera. And again, this is a term that I had never heard, but I dealt with before. And I'm going to go ahead and do this, bring that right there. And I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. And then I'm going to talk about what these guys are talking about in this clip. Remember with Facebook, I got fired and then I went to therapist and I was like, I'm so sad. I'm not going to get rich. It's also kind of a kind of crazy concept because it's like you can get rich in other ways. Like this is not the only way. One of the things that was important for me was my freedom number. What's your freedom number? My freedom number and everyone has one is what's the number you need to actually live the life you want. And it's always less than people think. And so after that experience, I realized I just want to get to 3000 bucks a month. If I can actually get 3000 bucks a month, I don't need these house. I need an M3, but I don't have to work for anyone ever again. I never have to have a boss, which I don't want to be anyone's boss. And I never want anyone to be my boss. And it was 3,000 bucks. So it's like, I'm just going to keep swinging. I'm going to keep experimenting year after year after year until finally 2010. I mean, uh, six years after uh, leaving college that I was finally able to get a business. I was like, oh, I can, I can do this. So the freedom number, right? And I, again, I had never heard it called a freedom number before, but that's exactly what it is. And I have had to work towards a freedom number uh, twice in my life. The first time when I I got out of college and I quit my job to go do music full time. And then I was going from working full time to doing what I do now, which is, you know, content creation, social media marketing for for clients, podcast production, things like that. And so what he said is so important and, and what you really You know, what a lot of people don't tell you when you're trying to go out and get started on your own is you really do need to have exactly what that number is. And there is a point where, you know, you'll hear people like Tony Robbins, they talk about burning the boats, you know, just got to go after it. Don't turn back. And and I agree with that a hundred percent, but there's also a point that you want to set yourself up for success. And the way you do that is by understanding that, okay, 
I need to make, I need to be bringing home $3,000 a month, $4,000, $5,000, whatever that number is to either maintain your current lifestyle or to, you know, to basically live the life that you want to live. And when I say maintain your current lifestyle or what I mean is you can also like pair your lifestyle back possibly. I don't know for sure. I don't know what, if you're already, you know, very frugal and you're, you know, you're, you're living well within your means, then you can't peel things back anymore. But if you are, if you've got, if you are married or you have a spouse or a partner and you have two car payments and you have a house payment, you know, there might be things you can eliminate there as far as that goes. And I I will tell you for me, the game changer for me was I have not had a car payment in, I don't know, seven years at this point, six or seven years. And that right there is such a weight off your shoulders. So you've got a couple different things happening there. Number one is the money that you're spending to live. And number two is the money you've got coming in. And so the first thing, in my opinion, is say, okay, like I need to, if you're considering going out on your own, then what you really need to do is be realistic about what you, what your cost of living is and look at, okay, could we not eat out quite so much? Could we, are there things we could cut out, still be comfortable, still be happy, And if we do that, can we do that for three months and keep a budget and see where we're at? Okay, I need to, that that gives you an idea of what you need to be bringing in. So once you get your output figured out, the next thing you have to do is, okay, what do I need? And this is where it gets even a little more tricky because it's, 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 it's a lot different. So if you, if you have a job, let's say you have a job, let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year as a you know, project manager, whatever, like you've got a W2 job and you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, the reality of it is you're not really bringing home a hundred thousand dollars, number one. So you've got to know that. Number two, you've also got to look at benefits and things like that. And this is something where it's easy to overlook this stuff. If you've never had to uh, work for yourself before, you might not know like, Oh, I need, I need health insurance. Like I've got to have health insurance. So you've got to find and price health insurance on your own. I mean, you don't have to have it, but I, I, I would not recommend going without it. It's one of those things where, and, and it's expensive and it's hard to, it's hard to find because there's so many moving parts out there, things like that. So if you're saying, let's just say you, you think like this guy said he needed $3,000 a month to live. Let's say that is what you need to live. Well, that means that you need to be making home, that you need to be taking home. Uh, you know, you can assume before you get your insurance and before you have any expenses that are associated with your business, you also need to assume that whatever you're making, your top line number is, you can assume 33% of that's going to go to the government and for, for taxes. And so what I did, because I'm not a huge math person, was it was easy for me to say, okay, if I'm going to make $1,000, then I'm really only making like $600, $650. And the way, what I always did is I just set up a separate bank account to where I would just put 30, basically 33, 35, a third of the money that I made went into its own bank account. So that way, when it's time to pay your taxes, you're not getting hit with the bill. Because again, if you've just had a W-2 job your entire life, then taxes have just been taken out. Like they've set it up for you and they've set it up that way so that people don't realize how much they're actually being taxed. In my opinion, that's why it's set up that way. Um, if everyone had to pay their taxes the way business owners, sole proprietors, et cetera, had to pay their taxes, I think people would vote differently. I think the country would look a lot different because I think there would be out, I, you'd be outraged. I know that 
every one of my friends that owns a business or works for themselves has the same feeling on, I, I, I'm making $3. I have to give one away every single time. And that is, you don't realize it's happening if it's happening without you seeing it because it's coming out of your paycheck, the withholding tax um, and all that stuff. But you need to be aware of, okay, so you've got expenses like you've got like health insurance is one that's a big one. You might need insurance for your company, depending on whatever field you're getting into. You probably do need some insurance for that. You've got taxes, and then you're going to have your other expenses on top of that. So the only way to figure out what those numbers really are, um, and, and taxes will happen, just it'll fluctuate as you get new clients, as you uh, sell more products, et cetera, et cetera. So the taxes is a fluid number, but you have to know, okay, if I'm going to charge, I'm, I'm only going to make two thirds of what I'm actually making. I only get to take that, that money home. So you need to know that going into it. You also need to know what your monthly expenses look like. So again, this is why for me, if you're starting a business or if you're thinking about going out on your own, it's really important if you can actually do this job as a side hustle first, because there's no real way to know exactly what you're going to need as far as expenses go until you do it. Now that's a different ball of wax. If you're looking at, if you have to, you know, um, get a, like a retail space, then that, that that doesn't work. But for a lot of businesses, you could start working out of your basement. You can start working out of your home and then you can figure out like, oh, I need this software. It's going to cost me X amount of dollars per month. I need, and, and you're going to have a lot of those things where it's, you know, I, I don't know how many uh, services that I have, but it's, it's, you know, it's substantial where I'm paying, you know, generally it's, I'll buy for the year. Most, most SaaS packages or software as a service packages, they, they charge you monthly for the service, but then you get a break if you buy the, if you buy it annually. Right. So, uh, you know, I was looking at this for a client yesterday. We're setting up an email marketing campaign. We use active, I use active campaign for my, for my clients. And so, you know, for the amount of contacts they had, it was like $150 a month if you buy for the 12 months. And if you're buying monthly, it's like $180, $189 a month, something like that. So really, I say all of this because I want you, if you are getting ready to take that leap, I want you to make sure you're buttoned up on what you truly need to live. And what that means is make sure it, it, taxes are the big one because that's, that's a sleeper where a lot of people just, if you've had a w, W2 job, you don't think about it because you've never had to think about it before. But I'm here to tell you, if you're going out on your own, you need to think about it because it's a huge, it's a third, it's a third of what you make. So knowing that, that that is going, you're going to get hit for that and preparing for that sets you up for success so that you're not a year into this thinking you're doing well. And then all of a sudden you get hit with a bill and you're like, holy crap, I've got to come up with 20 grand or 40 grand or whatever the number might be. You just want to know what you, what you need to live and you need to, what you need to live. And you also need to know what your real take home looks like. And the only way to do that, in my opinion, is to try to get out and do it on, you know, as a side hustle is, is ideal. If you can somehow do whatever you're trying to do on the side before you actually take the leap and go full time, I think that's awesome. So that was a little mathy. We're going to get back. We're going to downshift back into the mindset area of things here. And I'm going to go ahead. I found this clip. It was some, some motivational channel on TikTok or whatever hit me with it, but this is Nick Saban. I'm going to play this clip and then I'm going to tell you why I'm playing this clip for you right now. Mediocre people don't like high achievers and high achievers don't like mediocre people. So if everybody doesn't buy into the same principles and values of the organization and the same high standard, 
you're never going to be successful. Just like our spring practice right now. You know what my goal with spring practice is? Get the right guys on the bus, get them in the right seats, and get the wrong guys off the bus. So one of these days, you're going to be working in an organization, and somebody's going to try to do that to you. So which one of those people do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody they're trying to get off the bus because you're satisfied with mediocre performance? Because you can never have any team chemistry in your organization if everybody's not committed to the same standards and the same things. You know, when I worked for Bill Belichick, we had one sign in the building. It was, do your job. You know, you go in all these places and, you know, you see all these things. One sign, do your job. I absolutely love that clip. Uh, Nick Saban, again, one of the greats for a reason, clearly. Um, when it comes to leadership, that man knows a thing or two about a thing or two. But I, I played that clip for you today because, you know, this is something that I've known, I, I, I knew my whole life, but what I didn't realize was how pronounced the difference was between people that own their own business and people that don't own their own business. And that doesn't, I'm not saying one group of people is better or worse than the other one. But what I am saying is when you talk to business owners as a business owner, you understand things on a different level. Like, you know where money comes from. And I feel like there are a lot of people in, and I'll just say in America, especially that don't know where money comes from. They don't understand basic economics. And I, I say that because when you've got people, like if you're going to start your own business, you are going to have to be hungry and you're going to have to hunt and you eat what you kill. You know what I mean? And that takes a certain mindset. And that mindset is very special. It's very different. So I, I, I'm onboarding a new client right now. And for this client, I'm interviewing business owners, right? And it was, I did four interviews last week and I just absolutely love it. I love talking to people. These are four people that have been successful um, as business owners. Some of them own their own business for 18 months. Some of them own it for nine years. But I love talking to business owners because of the fact that if you have, if you've made it through that first year, if you survived, then you know something that people that have never owned a business don't know. And what that is, is you understand everything that goes into getting, getting, making money, right? Truly making money, not just doing a job. And there are massive differences there. And the reason that I'm telling you that is because if you are wired to go out on your own, and I had mentioned this in my last podcast, I said, go out and try it. Or one of my earlier podcasts, go out and try whatever you want to do. If you want to start a power washing business or, uh, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, go out and try it. And you're going to figure out if you're wired for this or not. And I, I can't explain it in, in, in any other way than that, because if you're wired for business ownership, then I think it's going to be hard for you to work for someone else. You know, and you truly, yes, you, of course, you're working for your clients, but working for a boss for me was really hard for a while because I would just ask questions about things that I wasn't supposed to ask questions about, which were, 
why are we doing this? This is inefficient. That was the thing that I would say. I, I, it, I, I would, I, excuse me, I would raise my hand at a sales meeting. But why are we, why are we doing this? And if you don't have an answer for me, as far as being a manager or an owner, if you can't tell me, well, we're doing this because X, Y, and Z, then well, why, why don't we do it differently? Why don't we do it better? And most people don't think that way. They're given a job and they just do the job. But for if you are owning your own business and you are starting your own thing, you are going to have to be able to go out and again, you've got to have that mindset to where you want to, to simplify things as much as possible. And the reason I say this is important is because you're going to be dealing with people that don't think that way all the time. And you have to understand as a business owner, a sole proprietor, et cetera, that 99% of the people that you're dealing with are not wired like you. You're wired differently. You think about things differently. You think about pay structure differently. You look at the world differently. And it's the employee versus the owner mindset. I've talked about that in other podcasts, and I will continue to talk about it because it is so important. If you are, if you have if you're an employee and you have the employee mindset, what I'm saying is that you just think that money, you might not know where the money comes from that you're getting paid. And I think that's dangerous for you because I think if you know where the money is coming from, I think it tells you how to really play your role in an exceptional way in getting that done especially right now, you hear about people getting laid off left and right. I mean, people are just getting laid off everywhere. And at the end of the day, people are getting laid off and they're not bad people. There's a lot of great people that are getting laid off from their jobs. But the problem is from somebody's perspective, they're not bringing enough value to the table. Okay. Now it it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily their fault. It's not the, not necessarily the people's that are, that are getting fired's fault that they're not bringing enough value to the table. But if you're working in a company, if you're in a situation where people are getting laid off around you, if you understand what your role is and what role you play in keeping the company fluid and keeping the company in the, I guess, in the, in the black, keeping them making money, then I think it position, it positions you better to go out and really bring value to that company. And then and then you get in this dangerous space where when you start thinking that way, and this is where I ran into it, where I, I couldn't, I realized that I was not really cut to work for the company that I was working for because once I, once I really broke it down, I started asking all these questions. Why do you do it this way? Why do you do it this way? I figured out I can do this better. I can serve my clients better. I can do it cheaper for them. They'll get a better product. They'll get a more consistent product. And I think that, you know, not only if you're, if you're in a role and you understand what role you play in actually keeping the lights on at the business, then number one, you can figure out what, what one thing you do that really separates you from everybody else that really helps this company succeed. And then you might say, well, you know what? I could do this on my own and I could do it for five companies and work on my own. You, you get, you can go down that road really quickly. 
But I, I want you to understand that if you're already in the position where you're going out on your own, you're a sole proprietor, you're starting a business, whatever, understand that you are going to be misunderstood by the vast majority of people out there. And this was a story I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to a client the other day. I, when I was working, I'd just gone out of my own. This was six or seven years ago, six years ago, maybe. I don't know. And I was, uh, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I ran into an old colleague of mine and she was really interested in what I was doing. Cause at the time I was basically just running Instagram accounts for, I think six or seven clients. And, uh, you know, she's, oh, you know, cause she was, everybody at the place that I worked before was disgruntled and rightfully so it was a, it was a toxic work environment completely. But she was asking me, she's like, okay, so you're doing this stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, I love doing it. It's, it's great. You know, business is good. Everybody needs this stuff. Everybody needs help with social media and content creation and blah, blah, blah. And what she said to me was, she's like, yeah, what about, what about your vacation? And I'm like a year into doing this. And I said, what do you mean vacation? And she said, well, do you, do you, do you have that set up with your clients? Do you get two weeks vacation? Because she's like, I need two weeks vacation. And in my mind, I was just like, oh, wow, you're thinking about vacation. I don't think about vacation. <laughs> I don't ever think about vacation. I, 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 I try to avoid vacations as much as possible. My wife loves vacations and we go on them. But my clients, their deliverables don't stop when I go on vacation. So when I go on vacation, I'm working, I'm doing that two weeks worth of work in the four to six weeks prior. So if you're thinking, and that right, that that is a perfect way to delineate exactly what I'm talking about versus the owner mindset and the employee mindset. And there's nothing wrong with being an employee. Everybody needs employees. I have employees. I They're fantastic. And it's great to, to have somebody that, that understands their role and, and works hard and is, is great, but I don't expect them to think the way that I think because they don't need to. And that's the luxury of being an employee. The luxury of being an employee is I have a job, I have a task, I'm going to do that job well, I'm going to be pleasant to be around, and things should be good, right? Everybody wins in that situation. But if you are, if you're wired to be an employee and you're wired to be worried about your two weeks vacation, when you're just talking about like, I'd like to go out and work for myself. Well, if you want to go out and work for yourself, then I can tell you this, put vacation on the back burner. Like you're not going on vacation. You're not going on, on vacation for, uh, for quite a while. In my opinion, I just, um, I, I just remember hearing that and thinking like, Oh, like I just <laughs> I sat back when, when she said, what about your vacation? I was like, vacation. I'm trying to build a business here. Vacation. I, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with vacation. Everybody, like everybody I know loves going on vacation, but if you are thinking about going out on your own and that's the first thing that pops in your mind, you might want to reconsider it. Like you really might. And that's not a, that's not a, I'm not saying that to be derogatory. I'm not, but I'm also saying what it takes. And this is me, my dad owning a business and working vacations around, I mean, we went on like three vacations as I was a kid and me knowing what I have to do because my wife likes to go on vacations. And so I have to say, okay, this is how I'm going to have to work. And for me, a vacation just means I got to do a ton of work in a short, I got to do twice as amount, uh, as much work in a shorter period of time. And then I'm still, I'm still keeping an eye on things. You know what I mean? When I'm, when we're on vacation, 
I'm still checking in and making sure everything is going okay because I have to because it's it's on me, right? So that's just a uh, that's just a, a another again. I, I want you to be prepared and I want you to set yourself up for success as you're getting ready to take that step, as you're getting ready to make the leap into I want to go work for myself. I've got an idea. Well, just just know that it's going to be more work than you think. And if you're wired the right way, it's going to be the best experience of your life and you're going to crush it. But if you're wired the wrong way and there's nothing wrong with that, then you'll learn really quick that like, okay, this isn't for me. And it's that simple. It really is. Um, And so the last thing that I really wanted to get into, and this is another mindset issue. I saw this, um, I saw this TikTok and again, it just spoke to me about mindset and just the whole thing. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share that screen right there. I'm going to play this and then I'm going to go ahead and talk about it after we get done here. We were looking for a CFO for a long time. One person had everything look good, but we have a few drivers that we work with to send people to the airport, you know, to, to pick them up. We asked them, was this person good? And they're like, actually, no, they were pretty nasty to me. And we didn't hire them. At that time, I probably had been looking for like nine months. And this was a very smart person, but I guess they were not nice to our driver. If that happens, you know, they're probably not going to be very nice to a level one finance associate or whatever. I mean... When it, this is this is so basic and so simple to me, but it goes back to almost that that kindergarten mindset. And I mean, I just remember when I was getting ready to leave, when I was getting ready to go to kindergarten, all that my mom taught me was just treat people the way you want to be treated. It's the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, right? And I look at this stuff, and to me, it is so important especially if you are getting ready to go out on your own. And I'll tell you why, because number one, I I just being a jerk to people and being mean to people, it, it says so much about you, uh, you know, and everybody loses their temper from time to time, but there is nothing that annoys me more than seeing people abuse their power. And what I mean by that is even if you're at a restaurant, you have power over the waiter or the waitress or whoever. And if you're just an asshole to that person, even if the server is bad and even if they are bad, you are not, you being rude to them is not helping anything out. And what's that have to do with going out on your own, right? Well, it has a lot to do with it because when you go out and you start working for yourself or you start your own business, you're going to realize quickly that, again, I don't know what, and I don't think it even matters, quite frankly, what service you're selling. What you're really selling is yourself 100% of the time. It doesn't matter if you're an accountant. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber. It doesn't matter if, if you're a lawyer. You are selling yourself and your services are an extension of yourself. And if you make a habit of burning bridges, of you know, just being short, being disrespectful, treating people poorly, it, it is going to come back and bite you in the ass. And I should not have to, if I have to tell you, if you're, I can't even imagine somebody seeing this and realizing that they are the problem, right? I feel like most people that, that actually act that way, uh, lack self-awareness and they're not, they're, they don't understand that they are the, the, the drama. They are the issue. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like, so I I might just be preaching to the choir here, but it is especially important if you're going to work for yourself, 
because I can tell you this, like, like I had said, you know, oh, I haven't, I haven't put out content for six years. Well, there's a reason I haven't had to put out content for six years because my business has gotten to the point that it is today based on word of mouth because, and I've had yeah, a couple, a couple clients, things didn't work out, but my, one of my first clients I still work with seven years later, you know what I mean? And it's not because, I mean, yeah, I'm good at what I do. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't doubt my ability in being able to perform the tasks that I'm paid to perform, but I feel like most of it is because I'm easy to get along with. And I, I try to be easy to get along with because I try to find common ground with most people, which I can do generally pretty easily. People that I don't have anything, like if you walk into a room and you say, oh, you know, we don't, we don't have much in common. We'll find the thing you have in common with that person. I, I guarantee it. So there's something, there's something down there. And, and then, and go from there. And I think if you start from a place where you find what you have in common with people versus starting in a place where what you have opposite of people, then I feel like it's easier for you to kind of, you know, work with them on a human level, on a, on a good level. And so the, the adage, you know, is uh, be doing others as they would, as they would do, in, as you would have them do unto you, right? The golden rule. That's, that's the very simplest part of it. And I'm telling you, if you are by and large, easy to be around and helpful and courteous, that is going to separate you from a lot of the herd. It really is. And it goes back to, I've told this story before too, but it goes back to, you can't say it enough that when I was playing music, you know, I would go in and I, I did this for a long time. I played music for, I don't know, 15, 16 years full time. And I was playing in bars in the Midwest and the Southeast and all this. And I can't tell you how many times I would become friends with like the, the door guys because they were the ones helping me carry my stuff in. I didn't have a road crew. It was me. It was just one dude, you know? And so these guys would help me carry my stuff in and I would thank them. I'd be nice. And it, you'd be shocked at how many of these, these, these door guys were like, hey man, thanks a lot. Most people are just, they're dicks to us. These bands come in here and they just expect stuff and they bark at us. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, why would you be, why would you berate these guys who are helping you out? And the other part of it is the guys that own these bars that you're playing at, most of them started out as a door guy. <laughs> most of them started out as a bar back and they worked their way up. So number one, it's just the right thing to do. It's just the right thing to do to be good to people. But number two, it's going to end up benefiting you in the long run. And I, that's, that was my favorite thing about playing music for 15 years was all the people I met along the way. I mean, I, bartenders and people that came to my shows and managers of bars and promoters. I, I got to be friends with so many people that I never would have had a chance to, to, to know in my entire life. And it's still one of those things where I know those people and if I can help them out in some capacity or they can help me out. I mean, that's the way the world works. If you meet somebody and they're, and they're good to work with in some capacity and they're easy to be around, then it's easy when they bring you in to something to sit there and say, Hey, you know what? This is, this is a solid guy. This is a solid girl. They, they take care of their business. I, I would, you, it makes, it makes closing a deal, a non-issue. I mean, the new, the client that I'm onboarding right now was again, it was another word of mouth client that came to me from somebody that I've worked with for four or five years. And I know her and I know that if she calls me in, I know that she's already vetted this company. So I know that this company is going to be solid or she wouldn't be bringing me, she's not going to bring me into a shitstorm. 
I know that, number one. And number two, they know the same way. They've been working with her for a year, for a year and a half, whatever it is, and they know her and like her. And so if if she says, hey, this guy's solid, she's speaking for me, she's, she's putting her name on the line for me, then I get to come in there and all I have to, it's easy for me because all I have to do is operate the way I operate and they're going to be pleased and everybody's going to win. And that's really what you want when you're, you know, just in life in general. But if you're going out to work for yourself, if you're starting your own business, if you're becoming a sole proprietor, you want to have as many people in your corner that are like, you know what, when somebody asks if they know a guy, you want to be the guy. Yeah, I know a guy. I know a guy that does, uh, yeah, he does our video content and he understands the business. He shows up on time. He, th- these are the basic things that so many people just, they turn their noses up at and they don't pay attention to it. So again, if you're going into business for yourself, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be struggling. It's going to be a struggle. But if you put your head down and if you do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it and you do it with a smile, you're going to be ahead of 90% of the people, 90% of the time, easily. So that's my soapbox for today. I hope that if you're on the fence and I think if you're toying around with a business idea or of going out on your own, I hope you understand that the people that have gone out on their own, the people that have started their own businesses were no different from you when they started. And the thing of it is, if age is a concern, look at the um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think it's that guy that started when he was like 60 years old, right? So don't let age intimidate you and don't let anything intimidate you. Get over that imposter syndrome and get started, get to work and start sawing that wood. Get your feet wet, dive in there and go after it. You owe it to yourself to do your best. And I'm here to tell you, once you start making progress, it's the best feeling in the world. And if it's not something for you, and if you're not wired this way, then you can go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to opt out at any point. You tap out. You have, if anything, you've you've made yourself, you've had a good time, you've gained experience, and you've made yourself more valuable in the marketplace because you've been out learning a certain set of skills, whatever it was, to start the business, even if it doesn't take off or it doesn't go the way you wanted to, you're not going to really lose anything. You're still going to gain stuff along the way. So thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Do me a favor, rate, comment, and subscribe on this. Leave me a message if you listen to this. If you got something out of it, let me know what you'd like to hear more of. Until next time, stop selling and start telling. Thanks for listening to Market Like a Rockstar. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Help us out and share this episode with anyone that you think might get value from it. For more info, correspondence, and links to all of our socials, visit the website, rockstarmarketingpod.com. Until next time, go make some content, build your brand, and be sure to stop selling and start telling.